Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Two Peas on a Pod podcast. I'm your host, Zachary Cordell, alongside my brother-in-law, Austin Griffiths. Austin, good to have you today. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Good, good. Here we are back together on another episode. We just had the two episodes previously with Pastor Todd Hatcher, and those were wonderful episodes. Brother Todd done a great job on it, so enjoyed hearing from him, and you did a good job hosting that. Oh, thank you. I'll say that. Wasn't that so nice? Oh, yeah. That was so kind of me to say. But those were good episodes. Here we are back for another one, and we are nearing the month of April, which means we are very near to the Pentecostal Fire Youth Conference, and we're looking very much forward to that. But before we say that, we will get on another thing, and that is our main momentum meeting that we mentioned a while back. Austin, go ahead and talk to him about that for a second. Main momentum will be at in Tolesboro, Kentucky, at a little campground called Ruggles Campground. Uh, we've been doing that uh, every May as a little annual youth meeting for several years, and then because of the pandemic, we couldn't have it the last two years. They wouldn't even give us the campground. But we're planning on being there this year, and that Friday night, Brother Douglas Meadow will be with us, and Saturday, Brother Jonathan Roberts. And uh, I have yet to post the flyer on our Instagram page at Two Peas on a Pod Podcast. Shame, shame. But I will post that here around this podcast episode release, and you can check it out on there. And then we'll have more information that'll follow. There is a girls' dorm that is separate, and there's also a boys' dorm and married dorm that is a two-story building there. And uh, the married couples be on the downstairs, and the boys upstairs. And then there's a kitchen cafeteria, there's volleyball, basketball, there's a pond. We usually do a lot of fishing in there, and uh, we just have a good time. And uh, there's an outdoor tabernacle there, and we've got Brother Jared Tinsley coming to set up his PA system. We've got some people already scheduled to do their music. And so what are the dates on that? That is May 20th and 21st, Friday and Saturday, May 20 and May 21. Yes. Come and be with us and get a chance. May Momentum, hosted by the Vanceburg Holiness Church, Pastor Curtis Cordell. But as Brother Zach already said, we are nearing, we're about the middle of March or so, and uh, PFYC comes early this year, and Easter comes late. Easter is about the middle of April, and so we got PFYC coming up, and that's that's always one of the favoritest, is that a word? Favoritist times sure. times of the year. We'll make it legal. Yes, it is. We always enjoy going down there. That's uh, you know, been one. I counted or I looked the other day to see when we started going, and we started going to the fire conference in two thousand and six. That was our first year, and uh, that was the first time that I ever heard Brother Ryan Ralston preach, and uh, he preached on. I don't remember his title. But he preached about um, not going to bow when you hear the music. Don't bow, uh, you know, the music of this world and things. Of course, talking about the three Hebrew children. And then that was the first time I heard Brother David Brock Jr. And he preached on from almost to an all-star. I remember that. And also, that was the first time I was introduced or, or seen uh, the Brims, Brother David and Sister Ruth Brim. She was leading the mass choir down there. 
and uh, they sung New Wave of Glory. And so that was, uh, we loved it. We had such a good time. And that was at the, I think it was called like Little Flock or, or something like that, Little Flock Baptist Church in Louisville. And of course, it's a big church. And uh, we had a really good time down there. So that was our first year of going. We went as a youth group and we had a, a very close, close knit youth group. And so we all enjoyed it. And now a lot of us are taking our kids. A lot of us that went are taking our children down there. And so it's been uh, fun. Like I said, we really enjoy going to it, getting to see everybody, the strength of all the fellowship, and we just enjoy it. I can't remember what year it is, but I do remember, um, I guess it was probably the first one or second one that they actually had at the Hodgenville Church. And uh, I don't remember if they upgraded the second year. I can't remember back that far. But I attended Dryden Road in Dayton, Ohio, where I grew up. And uh, we all took, I don't know if we took the Greyhound bus or vans. I can't remember. I was pretty young. Mm -hmm. And we went down to the church. And I remember, like, going down in the basement, um, I guess, and doing different things like that. Like I said, it's far back to remember. But I do remember that. So I went there. And then it was several years before I end up going back. And then I remember one of those like ministry centers or something went somewhere like that. And, uh, and then of course the Louisville center. And then uh, there were several years there I missed. And then, but as far as, as, as far as I can remember, as long as me and Kelly have been together, um, right before we got married, I know it was in Louisville and I remember working a job in a factory and I had to work Friday. I got off Friday afternoon. I barely made it for service Stayed for like two, two, two to three hours, and I left. Drove all through the night. I don't even know how I got home. I was swerving everywhere, got sleepy, <laughs> and I finally made it back and had to go work Saturday morning. So I drove all the way to Louisville, which is about three, what three, three and a half for us, and uh, just to go yep. to that one service, just to be with my fiance at the time, and uh, and that was it. So as as far as me and my wife goes, we've been there every year since we've been together. And we've been together for over nine years, so it's that's quite a quite a streak. But we we enjoy yep. going every year, and I and Lord willing, nothing happens major. I plan on taking my kids there until they move out, and then can they can take their kids. Yeah, this will be. Uh, I guess my. Um, well, let's see. They didn't have it last year. I guess it was, wasn't it? Uh, they wouldn't. No, it was a year before the last. Yeah, a year that before. We weren't able to. Have, they weren't able to have it. So, um, we've been every year since 2006, except the time that they had to cancel it because of the unmentionable. So you sang in it all kinds. Yes, sir. We have been uh, privileged to sing a few times and get to work with some great people down there. Sister Ruth Brim, one of them. She. Uh, asked us to be in an ensemble the first year that we was in one was under her. And I tell you, we just had a really, really good time and it's been a privilege of ours, but we're looking forward to going back this year. And then of course we like going and taking a few days sometimes to do some things in Pigeon Forge while we're there. Right. Uh, one of the things we like to do as a family is go to Parrot Mountain and not everybody likes Parrot Mountain, but our kids love it. So we usually go, and uh, it's pretty neat. It's a pretty cool place, and it's kind of uh, based on a biblical theme too. 
they got some different things set up, but it's a pretty cool place. And then, of course, all the good restaurants while you're there. My father-in-law said, you go on vacation just to eat. Well, said, yeah. Why else would you go? What else would you go on vacation you for? Can't, you can't eat Huck Finn's everywhere. No. And uh, the Old Mill and all those places. That is the portal. Uh, Apple Barn, I think I've mentioned this probably before, but Apple Barn is not one of my favorites to go to. I actually usually don't go there. Some people really like it, but um, I guess probably my two favorite places to go is Huck Finn's and to uh, the Old Mill. So we enjoy going down. I like Huck Finn's really good. I like the Old Mill pretty good. I promised my wife always wants to go to the Apple Barn, and there's always a couple of things she's always wanted to do, and we never go because with little kids, it's just hard to do some things. And I, we was carrying on a while back. It said, really, Pigeon Forge, when you got kids that are young as ours, there really ain't nothing to do. <laughs> I mean, there's tons yeah, to do, it but it's all for teenagers or at least, you know, 10, 12 and above. You know, my kids ain't tall enough to ride go-karts. They're not tall enough to do this or that. They don't weigh enough to do that. And so, really, we go yeah. down there and we walk around and we eat. And, there's, I mean, there's a few things we can do, but I promised my wife, I said, this time we're going to take a whole day and we're going to do what you want to do. And so for lunch, we're going to Apple Barn and then we're going to take her to the Titanic. She's wanted to go for, I don't know how, practically, uh, I guess, I guess since we got married, she's wanted to go. So I promised her one day will be all about Kelly. Mom always wanted to go to the Titanic, even, you know, before we were even married. But I, that just never seemed interesting to me at all. That is one thing that I... Probably, I don't know if I'll ever go to. It seems so boring. but Not me really either, but she wants to go really bad, so I told her we would go. And, I mean, it yeah. ain't, ain't going to be terrible. I'm sure I'm sure it'll be fine. I guess if Shanda would want to go sometime, we, we might would go. But Of course, I love, uh, we always love going to the Stampede. Yeah, I've been there a few times as well. The kids like that pretty good. Yeah. And I will say, I was kind of skeptical about going to the comedy barn because obviously when something has the word comedy in it in the world today, you're just like, eh, I don't know about that. But I had friends of mine and some folks end up, you know, they's telling us that was good. Go, go. So we've went the first time and we've probably went three times now total. And every time it's been good. Now I can't say about every show, but every time we've went, it's been good. It's been clean. My kids have had a good time, and I thought, wow, this is a awesome place to take your family. Now, there is a little restaurant right beside of the Comedy Barn that if you got kids, it's a pretty good place to go. Have you been there, Austin, with the well, chickens? Yeah, we went there twice, but the second time we went, they took the eggs because of the unmentionable name. Oh, yeah. The kids get the color like these little eggs, but the chickens are hilarious. They're all around the top of the restaurant. And they sing and dance and stuff. And it, it's pretty funny. The kids love that. So if you got kids, that's probably a, maybe a good place you could go and take them if you want to eat lunch down there. But anyway, this is not really all about that. But it is some because that's what we're getting ready to do. So that's yeah. what that's what we're thinking about always, is Pigeon Forge and it's Fire always, Conference. It's always nice to go down a few days early. And, uh, and do stuff. And I, what I like doing about that is one of the things we like doing is putting the kids in the stroller and walking around Gatlinburg. 
and just hitting some of the shops and getting some fudge and popcorn and stuff like that. And it's always nice because when you go a couple of days early to youth conference or to ministers conference, but mainly youth conference because it's warmer outside, and uh, you always see holiness folks, people that you know, some of them you won't see till next year's youth conference, but you'll see them walking around Gatlinburg and Pigeon Forge. And I always thought that was so neat, you know, just to be walking around yeah, doing stuff and you never know who you're going to run into. Yeah, that is that is fun. Um, getting everybody down there together and seeing, you know, people out. Um, that one person asked if there was a hair convention going on that one time <laughs> in the hotel. A hair convention. Uh, that's pretty funny. But it is good. It's a good time. I love just getting with everybody and fellowshipping. Right. And, of course, you know, the services and the great preaching. And it's just it's just really good. Yeah. So what we're saying is if anybody's out there and, you need to go to it. and has never went, or has went, but it's been a long time. Get on their website, buy you some tickets. It's always yes. an awesome, awesome time. And and the tickets are so cheap. I think oh, they're yeah. well, thirty five dollars. I think and ten and under is free. And you're not going to get that if you go to any other meeting of that size and of that quality. You know they got the best sound system and all that going on. Uh, you're going to pay a lot of money. I mean, you got you're getting four services for a ticket of thirty five dollars. That is nothing. So especially when the world's out paying hundreds of dollars for sports games and hundreds of dollars for rap and rock and roll. And I mean, all, that ain't going to do nothing for you. But you can go to a conference like this, and uh, I tell you, there's some of the preaching you think about over the years. I know you heard a message. Uh, I can't remember who it was that was handing out those little pearls um, that one time. That was, I don't even know if I was there. I think that was Brother Tim Brim, maybe. I think. But just different services and different times have just been very instrumental yeah. in people's the messenger, lives. The message you're thinking about, though, was actually Brother Dwayne Gallagher. What you're talking about. the Who handed out the pearls was Brother Tim Brim, but the message you're thinking of was Brother Dwayne Gallagher. And... I love listening to Brother Dwayne. He is outstanding. But they got a good lineup this year, and we're excited to go. Anyway, moving on. Moving on. Austin, what else have we got? Well, we got a topic that we ain't hit for quite a while, I should say. And uh, and so Zach's got us a, a topic that we're going to address before we end this podcast today, and that is, is that really in the Bible? We haven't went to this for a while, so without further ado, is that in the Bible? All right, for our Is That Really in the Bible today, it is blessed and highly favored. The phrase blessed and highly favored. Now, you hear that a lot, people, especially among the charismatic group. I am so uh, blessed. The Clark sisters, they got a song. They got a song called Blessed and Highly Favored, which is actually a pretty good song. Um, but is that really in the Bible? Well, no, it is not. That phrase is not in the Bible, but it comes from Luke 1 and 28. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hell, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. So the angel talking unto Mary, that's where that comes from. And although the angel spoke this to Mary, this exact phrase is not in the Bible. 
And it really, it's only used this one time. And so even though we find this phrase not in the Bible, this exact phrase, and the charismatic group has overused it a lot, um, we do know that God's children is blessed. And I believe there are times that we do find favor with God. Uh, Ruth and Boaz is a great type of this. Ruth being a type of the church and Boaz a type of Jesus. Um, she did found, find favor with Boaz. He told him to leave handfuls on purpose. And so the principle sometimes can be true, but it is often misused. And it's technically not in the Bible. So that is your, is that really in the Bible for this week's episode? But even though that exact verbiage, I guess, is not, we still, I guess, can say, even though just don't quote it, it's in the Bible, we are blessed and we are highly favored. Yeah, that's what I just said. I did. I said I, we are, and most of these things that we talk about, they're not in there, but the principles generally are, not always, but generally they are. All right, we're going to end this episode today with a little scripture, and it is very familiar scripture, very common, and that is Hebrews 13 and 8. But although it's familiar and common, that does not lessen um, the greatness of it. And it says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. Now, without a doubt, we are living in ever-changing times. We haven't really mentioned on here the crisis that is going on in the world right now. And it is a terrible, terrible crisis. And uh, war, I guess, is one of the ugliest things that man can do. And it's a terrible thing. And we're always in a world that's changing. We're hearing of wars and rumors of wars, just like Jesus told us and said what had come and what happened. And things can change in a second's time. Uh, the landscape of, of everything we've ever known really could change in an instant. Our economy, gas prices, the stock market, everything Def really is changing. Definitely sure. gas prices. <laughs> Definitely gas prices. They're horrible. And uh, it's a sobering time that we're living in. And I think many people are feeling the effects of that, Austin. Uh, we went from COVID, now we're into this. And I think it wears on people and it's on people's minds. And, of course, the devil loves to take advantage right. of times like these to um, to aggravate people, to torment people, to make people distressed. But just remember that when everything else is changing, Jesus Christ is the same. The scripture is still there. And Jesus is still the same yesterday and today and forever. Leaders fail. Governments fail. Money fails. Jobs fail sometimes. Uh, military might can fail, but Jesus Christ remains the same. Um, there's not enough nuclear power in this world to restrain the hand of God or to cancel out any of his promises. If God's ever promised you anything, and if it was God that made the promise, then you can trust in that. There's nothing that anybody can do to stop that. Russia and China, the United States combined is not enough power to stall one word of God's promises. Everything that he said he'll do, he'll do it. Um, you can trust in the hand of God. If your trust is in anything but Jesus, it's misplaced. But if it's in Jesus Christ, then everything that he said to you is still going to come to pass. God's going to make a way. He is the same yesterday 
today and forever. Paul said, For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. So you can trust in the Lord for your salvation, for your peace, for your joy. You can take it to God. He remains the same. Austin, I'll turn it over to you. That's exactly right. We can trust God. Put God number one, trust him. God will make a way. Yes. There's been times. Let me say this real quick. Oh, go ahead. I thought you was done. I was just going to say there's been times in my life and yours both that I can just look back and even I'm going through some things right now today. But we can look back and we can go look at those stones. Joshua said, take these stones and make them a for, for a memorial to show what God's done. So when the children ask their fathers, what mean these stones? You can tell them that's where he parted the river. And uh, I've often looked yeah. at that and preached that. What mean these stones? You know, we've got stones. We can look back. We got a memorial of our own. And we ought to be able to look back and say, God done this and God done that. And I was just, I'm going through some things, just a few little things right right now um, in my life. And I just, I've tried to look back just this last fall. I, I hit a wall that looked like it was insurmountable. And you know what I'm talking about. I hit a big wall. Didn't know what we was going to do. But five times the Holy Ghost through different preachers and pastors, through uh, people in the church, just five times the Holy Ghost in two in a two-week period or so said, watch my hand work. Watch me do it. Yeah. Trust me. And I can tell you here right now, I'm living proof of it. And so we can trust him. If he said it, we can take it to the bank. That's right. And Jude said it like this. He said, now unto him that is able to keep thee from falling. Right. And so you can trust in God. God's hand is not going to let go of you. God's strength is not weakened by what's going on. And it makes no difference if the storm's raging or if the sun's shining, Jesus Christ is still the same and he is going to keep you. He don't change with the winds of the world. His power's not predicated by good conditions, but he remains the same through it all. And the Bible said where sin abounds, grace doth much more abound. So you can trust in God, have confidence in God. I'm going to quote one more scripture because I said that word confidence and it reminded me. Philippians 1 and 6, being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. You can trust in God. You can count on him. You can lean on him. He's going to bring you through. Jesus Christ remains the same when everything else is chaos. Jesus is still the same. Well, God bless y'all, and it's good to be with you on another episode of Two Peas on a Pod. Austin, I'll turn it to you to take us out. We'll see you later, everybody. Stay tuned next Tuesday. Hope you have a good day. When this race of life I've run, the Lord says to me, my child, well done. There will be no regrets for me, I'll be